Welcome to the pod. Today we're going to be talking about black women in marriage. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So we're going to start off with marriage. My grandmother told us when she went to school, she went to school to find a man. We always laugh, but as I got older, I soon realized school is really the only place you really interact with the opposite sex in a platonic manner. Um, so if you did not find your match in school or leave with a, a tight relationship with the opposite sex, um, disclaimer, <laughs> disclaimer, I'm talking specifically to the heterosexual individuals out here. So disclaimer. Um, but if you didn't leave school, uh, higher education, college, shoot, even high school, um, that's where your education stopped. Um, I feel like high school, you have a little bit more, you have a little bit more like a, a stretch elasticity where you can find or where someone else can find you uh where you can mingle with the opposite sex in a platonic manner but college for sure <laughs> after college i think that that rubber band kind of loses a little bit elastic elasticity elasticity i want to say that word so that's what i'm gonna stick with um yeah so if you don't leave college with a boo, fiance, <laughs> boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, where what's next? Where do you then interact with the opposite sex? The club? <laughs> hey, how, how's it going? How oh, the music's jumping? Like, no. Like, I don't see where you can have a beneficial conversation other than bumping grinding like not trying to be like annoying but let's keep it above maybe if you're a fraternity and sorority you know y'all can intermingle in that way but then it's just like this stereotypes that's put on you and x y and z you know that might not go as well or you might end up being with someone down the line like not in your early 20s mid 20s maybe in your late 20s, early 30s, um, if you go that route. Mm, I don't know. I'm not in it, so I can't speak on that. But just observations. Um, lounging. You go to a lounge, you know, hookah, hookah mommies, hookah poppies. Um, how about if you stop being interested in hookah? How about if you stop being interested in that type of vibe? Then what happens after that you know um brunch with the girls so you brunching with your girls and another um group of gentlemen come and they're brunching that's how y'all meeting like how does that go i don't know i'm not really a bruncher with the girls every weekend type of guy so i'm not sure i'm just 
speaking on observations. I'm just asking questions. You answer them as you see fit. You ignore them if you see fit. My opinion. Um, I just really want to get across that you should think about your interactions. I started thinking about my interactions. Um, and my life changed. My grandpa always told us to date everyone. Like that was his advice. <laughs> date everyone. He always said that. And I used to be like, what? But I listened. You know, I dated a lot of people. I dated <laughs> surfer boys. I dated um quote unquote hood boogers. I done dated them all. Uh <laughs> I done dated every every um I haven't dated anybody from the continent of Asia. Uh what other continent have I not dated? Antarctica. Mm. Anyway, I had I received a lot of dates. I think my um this wasn't a part of my notes, but I guess I'll just share this. <laughs> One of my most memorable dates <laughs> was with this guy, and he was in my information technology class, and he was a white man. He was a big white man, um, a young man. And he had a, a rough beard, like, you know, he had a full hair beard, like a, a lumberjack guy. He wore plaid shirts. He had to be, he had to be like six, two, six, three, uh, you know, heavy set, but not too heavy, you know. Um, and he kept asking me out, like, to, you know, on dates or whatever. And I always said, no, no, no. And then one day I was like, okay, like, <laughs> whatever, no problem. So, we went to Mellow Mushrooms and we were just sitting. Uh, he we he took me. He drove. He picked me up in his truck. He had a, a Mazda, like a one seater that got you know the middle <laughs> and the passenger and the driver's seat, like that one long seat. No shade. You already know. Uh, my grandpa had one at all. My brother had one, so ain't no shade. My brother, my daddy had a Toyota. What you talking about? So um, he picked me up in one of those. And I was like, okay, I'm a black, nice, clean uh, truck. And we sat and we talked and we talked and no, he listened to his music. I was like, all right, I hear you. I hear you. I listened to my music and we was vibing. And we went to um, Mellow Mushroom. We were eating pizza. And, you know, we were talking, talking, talking. And then the conversation just fell. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, this is awkward. But uh, I realized then we had nothing else to talk about. <laughs> We had went through all of the genres in that amount of time, all of the different aspects and nuances of our life that we thought were compatible. You know, people talk about things they think is compatible to one another. And the conversation fell after that. We had nothing else to talk about. But it wasn't no hard feelings. It was just like, hmm, okay, this is how this is. Like, this is this is how this date is going to go. Like, we have nothing else to speak about. But after that, we ended up, you know, always seeing each other talking, holding small conversations. But he never asked me on a date again. And had he asked me on a date, I would have said no. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's just an example um, of why I believe my grandpa always instructed us to date everybody. Um, so dating doesn't mean sex, uh, by the way. Dating means going out for a bite, socializing at the park, things that make you have to have conversations and learn the other person's mannerisms and mindset. That's my definition of what a date is. Um, I really feel like we've gotten away from that too. It used to be date, it used to be stages of all of this. You already know, you know, used to date, used to court, 
you used to be engaged, you used to be married, you know, and um, I definitely went through that process with my husband, all of the processes. So, yeah, you know, you got to get back to that. Like, um, but I digress. Let me move forward. That's what I did. Um, going back, going back to dating. I did that. I dated, um, often. And one day I just decided I had enough. Like (laughs) I was done with dating. I was done with, you know, the boyfriend that really wasn't, you know, it was fun. It was nice. Ha ha ha. Last giggles. But the vision, the mindset, what I wanted, um, wasn't there because at this point after going on these dates and have accumulated this information about myself what myself what I like who I am um I already knew who I was but I didn't know who I was in a partnership with someone else you know what I'm trying to say if that makes sense hopefully that makes sense it doesn't take nobody like what but yeah um I knew I knew what I wanted um I knew where I wanted to go I knew, I just knew different things about myself that in the beginning of my dating stage, I did not know. Um, So then I prayed for it and I closed that door um, with the gratitude and the knowledge that my God will deliver. He will give me exactly what I asked for. So I had already said, thank you. Like I already knew it was coming. Um, I won't tell that story. That story is too intimate to me. It's a joke between, not a joke, a real life situation that happened between me and my sister. Um, and if one day she comes on here and she wants to tell it, she can do that, but I'm not going to tell it. Um, (laughs) uh, so yeah, I closed that door and I already knew God was going to give me exactly what I asked for. And a few months later, not even a few months, uh, I met my husband and I can talk about that in a later part if you want me to. But yeah, that's that's the situation that happened in regards to marriage. Um, and be intentional. Um, be intentional when you move. I think that's what I wanted to say. I was going to tell a story that happened just recently in December um, in regards to this young lady that I go to law school with. Uh, I'm not really friends with her. I'm not associates with her. We just happened to be in the same internship and the conversation took place. So now I'm digressing. Not now I'm digressing. Now I'm moving forward. I'm changing subjects right now. So before I talked about marriage and now I'm going to talk about black women. And I guess it's in regards to marriage. So, uh, bear with me. Um, and the story that I have now, I didn't have the story yesterday, but thinking about it, um, I was engaged at this point no I was married I was married and um I was going home and I sat behind a row of other ethnicities um I don't want to say they were white but they were not black um and there were some white girls, like two white girls. It might have been a Spanish girl. It might have been someone who was from a Middle Eastern area, maybe two or the two of them. It, it was a row. So airplane has uh, three seats on this side, three seats on this side. It was six of them. So, yeah, keep that in mind. 
And, you know, I'm behind them and uh, we're getting ready. And I see that they're all together, uh, you know, in the midst of the flight. I'm like, oh, all these all these young ladies are together. And something that I noticed about those young ladies who were my age, if not younger, um, they all had rings. They all had rings on their marriage finger. They were all engaged. They were all married. I feel as if they were married. Trying to remember the conversation. It's been so, it's been like two, hmm, a little bit less than uh, two years that this uh, situation uh, happened. But I was so amazed. I was like, wow, like, I, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they're going on a girl's trip. A mar- married woman my age in their early 20s going on a girl's trip with one another um and my mom and my dad always told us married people have married friends um as a married couple you do not bring single people around you in your household specifically and when you are out with married with single people you remain married um so I just thought that was so interesting and it really just blew my mind because I was like wow why aren't black women doing this? Like, and then I came to like, um, I'm going to condense it. I want to keep this pod short, but why aren't we doing that? Why aren't black women taking married girl trips? And we're not taking married girl trips in our early twenties because we're not getting married in our early twenties because of the city girls, (laughs) not them specifically, but that mindset Give me the cash. Fuck a wedding ring. <laughs> that was my jam, by the way. But that mindset, like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And it's before them. Like, this has been happening. Like, I can't even sit here and flex and floss. Like, I was always this this woman who, I'm, this young lady who's speaking right now. I grew into this. I was not always this. You know what I'm trying to say? And um, I could talk about that later, too. But, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Uh, so even now I don't listen to a lot of music. Like anybody who know me, I'm putting on some old ish, like off rip. Like I can't, I can't get funky with all this new stuff. Cause it's just too much. And if you listen to the words that they are saying, it's just like, what? <laughs> um, so that's one reason a chase in the bag. Uh, this is the, this is the, the, the conversation that happened with the, the young lady who's interning with me. Um, why does being married have to be all that black woman aspired to be? I'm getting into this bag. I'm chasing my bag. Like, okay, sis, you're going to chase your bag. Your bag going to be so damn heavy. And you ain't going to have nobody to spend that bread with. <laughs> you ain't going to have nobody to spend that bread with. And money can't keep you warm at night, sis. That's a fact. Like, it can't do it for you. <laughs> Some of the happiest people in this world are dirt poor and got a pot to urinate in like what um so that's another reason another reason i noticed is that black women are so vain younger black women in their early 20s on their late teens we're so vain and i'm so thankful like i've said this before i'm so thankful my mother raised me how she raised me because we was not allowed to sit in the mirror for long like 
that's something. She saw us and she caught us in the mirror. She was like, get out of the mirror. Stop being so vain. I was like, what? Like in my brain, like, what are you talking about? Like, and she always said, looks don't last forever. Looks don't last forever. Um, because I've noticed that these black women are so beautiful. I mean, just so beautiful from head to toe. But to have a conversation with them just as another female and like actually see their mindset, it's frightening. <laughs> it's frightening because it's just like, what? Like, is there's more to life than just how you look and being fly. Like, stop it, please. Like, so, and I don't, uh, yeah, that's what I want to say. Beauty is fleeting. Beauty is fleeting. You can't be vain. Like, yeah, you look good, but be humble with it. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, pop out if you want to pop out. Or, you know, look fly every day. But understand, being fly don't amount to anything at the end of the day. <laughs> How many men you want to call you beautiful? A thousand? Okay, you beautiful. A thousand times. Next. Um, Another downfall of black women is black women do not listen. Like, this right here really might get turned off. People roll their eyes. Like people might not listen through this, listen to this through the whole way. And it's because like we don't listen. Like even me, I have a hard time listening. And it'd be like, dang, like if I just listen, all this could be so much better. Like, listen, like, especially the OG black women, they give you like the ones who want to see you do well. Cause there's some spiteful older black women, but the ones who generally want to see you do well and succeed, they'll give you so much game. And, like, you have to listen. Like, even if it hurts to listen, just listen to them. And listening means shut up. Like, when someone's talking, shut up. <laughs> you cannot possibly be listening and running your mouth at the same time. Like, cut it. Shut up. No one wants to hear you. Like, be quiet. Listen. Um, Yeah. And I think my last thing I wanted to say was um, Black women are living through their parents are uh their mother's trauma like i think they're scared like what are you scared of okay you get your heart broken heal yourself like ask god to heal you learn from that heartbreak learn from whatever and get up and try again like don't ever feel like a simp for loving somebody don't ever feel like a uh, uh you you will lick for loving somebody like love, love. Don't be scared of love. Like what happened in your household if you came from a two-parent household? That don't have to be your story. <laughs> what happened in a household if you come from a single-parent household? That don't have to be your story. Like stop acting like what happened is going to happen to you. Like break that pattern. Love freely, love fully, love. Like love cover a multitude of sins. Like keep loving. Keep loving, keep loving, keep loving. And that's all I wanted to say. Um, so I thank you for listening to me. I pray you got something from this podcast. Um, and until next time, bye.